Hey everyone, welcome to our Journey with Jesus podcast. My name is Tina, I'm the host. Uh, today I have with me Lori, my best, one of my best friends. I've known her for years. Uh, she is also the creator of Behind the Mask podcast. Um, at the end of her testimony, I'm hoping that she'll give us a little bit of her time to describe what that is. Uh, but until then, I'd just uh, like to introduce Lori, or welcome Lori, and uh, take her away. Lori, tell us about what you want to talk about today. Great. Um, hi, I'm Lori. Um, yes, Dee and I have been friends for a very long time. Our children basically grew up together, I think, and um, we've kind of been through the thick and thin of it together. Definitely have. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I thank you so much for having me on here. Um, I recently had had some time to reflect on, um, you know, what, what would be a, a testimony about my faith? What would it look like? What would it be about? And um, I had a conversation with a, a close friend uh, just a couple of years back. And I grew up surrounded by religion. I, and I say religion. Um, I feel now older in my life, I have a relationship with God rather than growing up surrounded by religion. Um, <clears throat> and I do really feel like there is a definite difference. But this person who knew some of my story, she brought it up to me. Um, because I'd always kind of wondered why I struggled with trust. <laughs> and she was like, Lori, do you realize when you came up out of the baptism waters for the very first time, because I was baptized around, I think 12 years old, um, pretty young actually, um, in some phase. Um, so I was baptized at 12 years old, um, but as I came up out of those baptism waters, rather than feeling free or feeling renewed or whatever, I'm staring into the face of one of my biggest abusers. And if you don't think that that affects how you view God, then I think you're being unrealistic. And I was being unrealistic. I thought this won't affect me. I can. I can still have, you know, I can, I can do this. I kind of felt very young and super powered at the time. And so as I became a young adult, you know, I, I did all the things I did mission work and I went to church regularly. Um, being a military, uh, brat military wife, um, I <clears throat> had a lot of different opportunities to attend many different kinds of faithful bodies. So from Lutheran to Protestant to just your traditional um, evangelical, non-denominational gospel, 4-H, Greek Orthodox, Catholic, you name it, I've walked into its doors probably and just tried to be able to find God, have him meet me where I'm at. Um, and so with all that traveling and mission work and things, I was very busy. And so in my mind, and even in my heart sometimes, I think I was able to fool myself into thinking that I was good. 
everything was fine. I, I was a good Christian. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of felt like I had it together. Unfortunately, what was really going on was I was not trusting God and I didn't have a relationship with him. And I began to get bitter. I began to grow, be burnt out much more easily. Um, found it hard to sustain that uh, hectic, be a good soldier pace within my walk with God. And I didn't, I mean, I, I did quiet times. I, I read my word. I just wasn't connecting on a relational. And so by the time I went through my um, second divorce, not even actually going through, but the, the second separation, I was pretty bitter. I didn't realize how bitter I was, but I was attending a Jesuit college and I had to take a lot of courses in religion, especially in your core curriculum. And so I'm in this class and I'm, one of my assignments was to visit a, uh, to visit a denomination of a church that I hadn't been to. When I was like, just this bitterness comes up in me. And, and so I was currently in a play, I'm a theater and history major. And I was in a play with a very good friend of mine and we were working on a relationship and becoming friends. And and I'm we're all in makeup and we're doing our things and she, I'm complaining about my classroom assignment, which, you know, something we all do back there and we're all getting ready. And I'm like, gosh, I'm so frustrated that I have to do this. And I, I don't really want to do this. I was very bothered by this assignment. And, and one of my girlfriends spoke up and she goes, well, I bet you haven't been to my church. And I was like, you know what? If it'll get you to stop talking about it, just give me a card, give me a whatever, give me the address, I'll show up. I just want to get this thing over with. You know, and I think this was like Friday night. We had a Saturday performance. And then, so I go on the Sunday and I was really drawn in to the fact that I felt like I was in a college class, yet it was church. And the student in me fell in love with that. Um, and what I mean by that is there were notebooks everywhere. There was active communication. There were responses, not not like a, a, a holy rolling gospel service where, you know, there's all but there was immense, there was participation. There were questions and some people would respond. And, you know, it was very interactive and I just hadn't been to that before. Um, it felt like a college class. I felt like a student ready to learn about a relationship, you know, and they talked about this relationship with God. I'm thinking, yes, well, he's almighty and he's these things, but relationship, you know, how do you have that? I, I don't know, you know? So it really got me to thinking. I wrote my paper, got my good grade, because I'm a good student, you know, and thought nothing of it. And then my health took a turn for the worse. Um, and I was finding out that I had 
uh, well, at least this is what they were telling me at the time, two to five years left to live. And I was 37. And I remember even, you know, talking with you about it, some of my other friends. Well, the same friend at, at my college runs into me and she's like, wait a minute, what, you're, you're dying? Like, okay, we have to have a Bible study. I literally almost laughed out loud. I, I was like, I, I do not need another Bible study. I probably know more about the Bible than you do, you know? And as a student, yes, I probably do. I can tell you everything you want to know about the Bible, but was it really in my heart, right? No, I didn't know that just yet. But so she's like, we need to have a Bible study. I, I, we need to get on this, you know? So we have a Bible study and I meet a couple of, I meet her mom and another really nice lady. And I was like, well, this is a different kind of Bible study. Um, I, okay. But I'm still very, I'm still very surfacy. I, I, this is my dance space and that's yours and never the twain shall meet. You're, if I don't want you in here and in here, you're not getting it, you know? And I'll tell you what you want to hear and I'll put on those masks and we'll talk more about that. But, you know, it's kind I, of funny you talk about that because when you think about it, that's sometimes what we do to God. This is your space. This is my space. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, we so do. We so do. So I didn't realize that I was doing that. So we're a couple of studies in and my girlfriend says to me, I gave some Sunday school response. Um, and she really challenged me. I feel like God sent her to me because a lot of people don't challenge me. Um, you and I have talked before that for whatever reason, because I'm a good communicator and I have all of these other things, you know, apparently I can be intimidating, <laughs> which I laugh at because I'm like, I don't feel intimidating, but I have gotten very good at putting on the masks and protecting myself and, and giving off the impression that everything is great and everything is fine. Um, so she challenged me right there in the middle of the study. She's like, thank you for the Sunday school answer, Lauren. Now, will you tell me how you really feel? And I was like, ah, get out of my head, you know? And I was like, well, I gave you the answer. She goes, no, you gave me what you think I wanted to hear. But what I really want to know is what are you really thinking about it? How does it touch you? What is it? How does it affect you? You know, I think I broke down in that study. Um, and it kind of began the journey of my adult faith, my more mature faith that coming to a very different place um, in, a, in a relationship with God and realizing I didn't have one. I really had, um, you know, I'm a good soldier. Give me a task. You know, I can read Proverbs with the best of them, you know, and I can read, you know, the Ten Commandments and be like, okay, I don't do this and I don't do that. And, you know, give me rules, give me, you know, these safe little boundaries and fences and I'm good. I'll follow instruction. You know, I'm, I like to follow the law most of the time. I do have that little inner rebel, which I think we all have in this, but 
um, you know, that sinful nature of, of who we are as humans. Um, but, you know, typically, as a general whole, give me, give me a task, give me um, things to follow, and I'll follow them. Not sure I'm going to let it really hit heart level, which is really what I began to do. And that is kind of my conversion story, if you will, how, and now I have this amazing, trust-filled, still scary, <laughs> as we've talked about. Um, it's not like I have all the answers or that my life is now smooth and I don't have any hiccups. That would That's laughable. I just got done having a near-death experience. We were talking about that earlier. Um, I definitely don't have it easy. It hasn't been a rose garden. Um, and you and I, um, we, we are doing a lot of talking about um, toxic positivity um, and powerful positivity. And I feel like that's what God wants us to have is spirit-filled, God-filled, powerful, meaningful positivity. But when we're still putting on the masks and we're still, this is my dance space, that's yours. That's not, it. that's toxic. And it's not helpful. And you're not going to grow when you're, that's where you are. Um, so I feel like I've moved into a different space. Um, you and I were also talking, it's an uncomfortable space sometimes. Um, I don't always love it. Um, but I'm trying to learn how to embrace it and work through it and not be as uncomfortable as I used to be in it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So if you were to look back at where you were right before that and having been able to go through the motions, and I'm, I knew you back then. So, you know, I definitely knew you as a Christian woman, um, but you're just, you know, that's the time you're describing is prior to starting to develop that relationship with God. For you, what's the difference in who you were then and who you are now? I would say the difference is that I'm living more authentically, um, that I'm living more vulnerably, um, that even when it makes me fearful, even when it makes me uncomfortable, that because of the power of the spirit, I'm choosing the uncomfortable, I'm choosing the vulnerability, and the transparency, whereas before I was still running away from those things. I could talk about them on the surface. As I said, I'm a really good student and um, I, I have been told I'm a good communicator. So I, I, and I knew all the right words and I knew all of the right things. Yet to say, yet they weren't at a heart level. Whereas I feel now I'll even cry in front of someone, which I wouldn't have done before. I'll call you up and be like, I'm a mess, help me out, you know? Um, I'll reach out to my counselor. I have an amazing tribe around me, but I 
I wouldn't have done those things prior. I would have, I would have glossed over them and I wouldn't have allowed them to really help me to dig deep or allow anybody else to help me to dig deep in that. And that's the difference for me. So you, you, talk, you talk about being vulnerable and you know, there's still fear, there's still those things, but do you feel like the fear and vulnerability now looks and feels different than it did then? Because back then you would gloss over it. You would only go surface deep. So you didn't, you know, let it out into the light at all. It was sitting on the inside. So you could pretend that you were okay, but were you okay? It's interesting that you bring that up. I, as you know, used to have horrific nightmares. Um, So constantly on the surface in my life, I was running away. I would only allow those things in so far. And then I would either pretend to deal with them or think that I dealt with it in this very logical, um, surfacey way. And it's, whereas now, even though I'm digging into these things, I'm not having those nightmares anymore. Um, I do feel safer. Um, I don't, I don't, oddly enough, even when I do feel fear, I don't feel an unrealistic danger or, or have as many triggers as I used to. And I, my sleep has been much more peaceful. And there's a power um, and a direction to them. There's reason and meaning and purpose behind things. Whereas before I felt like it was just weakness um, and definitely uh, I'm really good at uh, self-judging and, and you know, I, I've, I've been a self diagnosed perfectionist most of my life. And I'm trying really in very different ways to allow a lot of that to go, to be like, it's okay. First of all, there is no such thing as perfection. It's not attainable. And so I'm not banging my head. It, what's that definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yes, ma'am. I really felt Previously, I was doing that. I just kept banging my head, doing the same thing, pushing the same button, responding in that way prior to having a relationship with God, with Jesus. That now I don't I don't tend to do that. Even if I get even if I do kind of maybe temporarily get caught up in something, it's much more easily identifiable and I recognize it for what it is. And then I'm able to pull back, reassess, journal, process through, pray it out, reach out for help. I'm, I get stuck a lot less. And there, there is a power. You're letting God into your dance space. <laughs> yes, I am. He's an amazing dance partner too, which is good. Cause you know, 
I love dancing, so. You know, I was, um, I was thinking about this while you were talking and I, was, I often reflect back on a particular conversation you and I had right around the time you received your diagnosis and you were really, really struggling and having a hard time with it, but you didn't let anybody know that. You weren't letting anybody in. And I remember we were sitting on my couch and, and you were beside yourself and you're like, I'm tired. I'm tired of having to be strong. And I was confused. I was like, what are you talking about? Why are you, you know, you're, you're allowed to be tired. Of course you're tired. And you're like, no, if everybody sees me as this strong person, and if they see that I'm tired, if they see me crying, they're not going to think I'm strong anymore. What sounds to me like what has changed in this process of developing your relationship with God, your relationship with Jesus, is that it's his strength you're relying on, not your own. And so he lifts you up and gives you and fills you with that strength. Now, is it perfect all the time? Do you try to take the reins back sometimes? We all do. We all try to take it back. We all try to like, ah, oh, if I could just be strong enough. What? No. We're not supposed to be strong enough. We're supposed to rely on his strength. Yeah. yeah. Which surpasses different all. well that I'm drinking from now. Right. And I'm very grateful that I'm drinking from a different well. And yes, it's, you know, Jesus talks about, um, Jesus really talks about one of my favorite scriptures. And one I, I kind of put up like a mantra for a long time was Jeremiah 29, 11. And I really had to say this scripture over and over and over again, when the fears would hit, when the vulnerability would be seem overwhelming, um, I would recite this scripture over and over until I, until I could really feel it. And it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. There are plans of peace, and prosperity and not to harm you declares the Lord and so that really I had to begin to believe that on every level and I didn't like it was a scripture that I knew before but it wasn't one that I had put at a heart level where where it began to permeate how I looked at Jesus, how I looked at God, how I looked at this relationship that I was supposed to be having and realizing he doesn't, these are the plans he has for me. Now, do we live in a dark world? Do we, um, is there sin amongst ourselves, among others? Will there be calamities and natural disasters and all of these things? And will, you know, what happens to what, what's the really popular, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, right. Why did so-and-so have to die? Why, why, why did anything happen? Well, we live in a fallen world. And, but with a good relationship with an amazingly heavenly father, a savior and a powerful Holy Spirit, then we can face those things. We can get through them and overcome them or be able to view them through his eyes rather than ours, you know, because often I know there's a scripture, uh, his ways are ours, you know, that's really hard when tragedy happens, when calamity happens, when, when life just seems so unfair. Um, the other 
scripture that really, really helps me in my times of fear. So, because those things are still going to happen. I do still have fears. I do still have anxiety. We talked about that. The other one is very short and very sweet, but again, a mantra that really helps me. It's Isaiah 40, verse 8. And when all that darkness and everything comes in, I just say this. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of and I put in my God stands forever. And the scripture says our. But I've really learned to personalize, put my name in there, say me, mine, I, you know. Um, I had a, somebody had bought me this really great creative um, Bible that you can color in and do all these things. But one of the things it encourages you to do is write your name in there, write a personal pronoun in there. And it, it's really helped me to personalize those, personalize those scriptures, bring them to life with a whole new meaning. Um, and so I say, my God, you know, because he is, he's mine, you know, and he's yours, but, and that's- And I am his. And I am his, I know, I love that, yes. So, so I would say that's the difference. That's where I am today versus where I was previously, where, and what I had before wasn't a bad thing. I, I often, uh, when I share my testimony, you know, I talk about some of my past. I lived through a lot of abuse. I lived through a lot of darkness. I know for a fact that I knew that there was a God and that in those dark times, even though I hadn't connected with him relationally, he was always trying to connect with me relationally. I know for a fact that the only reason I made it through those things, that the reason I could find a silver lining, that the reason I could say, okay, this whole world is not dark and oblivious is because God was there. And I'm glad that he, he revealed himself. I'm a little stubborn and you no. know, it just, <laughs> it just took me a little longer. I was a late bloomer in life when it came to having a relationship with God. And so, um, but you know, what I want to encourage any of your listeners is even if you're a late bloomer like me and you're a little, little thick headed sometimes, uh, one of my mentors in my life, she used to say, Lori, you and God, you, you have this relationship and he's got to take a two by four, either knock your feet out from underneath you or smack you upside the head. Cause you're not going to pay attention unless he does one of those things. But even if you are one of those people like me, he will meet you where you're at. He will still meet your needs. He will still be by your side. That reminds me of, you know, that what's that famous poem footprints, footprints you know, and sand, yeah. right, right. And we're crying out to Jesus. We're like, well, where were you? Why, why is there only one set of footprints? And I just love his response in this, you know, it's, well, oh, that's when I was carrying you. Those are my footprints. They're not yours. You're not alone. I was carrying you. And that just, I want to start bawling, you know, because that's the relationship that he wants to have with us. And 
So even if you're a little late to the game, know that you can still have that relationship with him. And he will meet you where you're at, in the situations that you're at, in the places that you're at, in the pit, um, in the middle of the storm. Mm -hmm. He's going to meet you. And he's still going to take care of you because you're his creation. And he loves you. And he has good plans for you. He wants good things for you. And when it, the rest of the world is interfering and the grass is withering and the flowers are fading, he's there forever. His word, his promises, his love, all of those things are unconditionally, unilaterally, faithfully there. Right. We this just have to tap into it. Right. Makes me think of instead of trying to fit him into our narrow box, maybe we should step into his. <laughs> his is so much better than ours. too. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a really good point. And we do. We try to we try to put God in just like everything else into these neat little compartments and neat little things. And, you know, that dance space. Right. We try to be like, well, this is the form and this is the thing. And he's like, but I'm the creator. Like, don't you want to come into mine? I promise you my dance space is way better than your dance, right? You know, and, and it isn't until we finally go in there and we're like, oh, wow, this is freeing. This is cool. Why didn't I do this sooner? So there's a, there's a verse. I'm trying to look it up real quick. Ah, here it is. Um, in their hearts, this is uh, Proverbs 16, 9. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Yes, yes. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's one I've often uh, fallen back on um, throughout my entire life is that, you know, I'll get so frustrated and want God to do it my way. <laughs> and then I remember this verse, like, yeah, I knew I just couldn't remember which one it was. So I just looked it up really quick. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the new international version. I'm going to look for. I would encourage any of your listeners too to be very open to um, a lot of the new translations that we have. Technology can be an amazing thing, but a lot of your Bible apps now encourage you to view um, multiple versions of the same scripture. Mm -hmm. I've been amazed at how much I learn um, when I do that. Um, and how much more impactful it can be. Um, and, uh, you know, get yourself, uh, what's the, the word I'm looking for? Um, concordium? A concordance, you know. Concordance, I, that's what it is. I love a concordance. I love being able to connect all those scriptures, you know, um, throughout. And so I love a good concordance when I'm doing a study. And it's kind of like a thesaurus if you will for um for the bible gives you new thoughts gives you makes those connections that you wouldn't normally make um and allows you to see where jesus said this and and where god said this and i very much enjoy that but on your bible apps without a concordance just reading different forms like i love the amplified or new living um uh, the messenger you know i love i listen a lot at night where I, I gain a lot of peace. I listen to um, the Bible being read by like actors and 
uh, there's one that I love. New, new, I've always been a huge fan of, um, I'm a history major, so I've always been a fan of the new King James version because it still kind of gives me that old feel without, but yet some updates, you know, and, and uh, James Earl Jones reads um, through Audible. I've gotten him. I love that one. And it's just so peaceful to fall asleep. I'll turn on my rain ambient and then I turn on some James Earl Jones reading me some Psalms. That's who's not going to rest and go to peace at that. You right. know? Um, I think, yeah. I think I would caution people to, um, at the beginning of it, any translation, if you have, um, they go through how they came to their translation and make sure they have all of it. So I'm yeah. like to like leave out things. So always be careful of that. And then, um, I also, if I'm questioning, I will often look for what was the original in Greek and Hebrew. Not that I can read them, but I will look for what those words meant um, and in context. And um, then, I'm really glad you brought that up because I do a lot of that too. We do have to understand the original words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and and in doing those steps, it's, there's something about that too that for me, makes me feel more connected with God and what his word is. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny as, as right the cross references to that verse when I looked it up, which is on Bible Hub, uh, but is, uh, let me see, where'd it go? Uh, Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a man are ordered by the Lord who takes delight in his journey. <laughs> and then uh, let's see and then Pro Proverbs 20 24 a man's steps are from the Lord so how can anyone understand his own way <laughs> well, that's a challenging one. Oh my goodness but well, we try to do that all the time don't we right? I, mean, I do anyway I'm gonna confess that sin right there right now yeah yeah, um, yeah definitely definitely a little fun um, with that one. Yeah. So, you know, I think this is a good segue into what I'm trying to do with the other yes. podcasts that we brought up earlier. Mm -hmm. um, behind and other things you're working on too. Go ahead. Yes. yes. Um, thank you. Thanks for letting me shamelessly plug those. Um, so I've written a book um, called Carpe Sparrow. And again, I'm a huge history fan. So I'm a huge fan of Latin and carpe sparrow so many of you have heard of carpe diem which is to seize the day but one of the things in my new relationship with god that i'm trying to seize is i want to seize more than a day i want to seize hope but my hope is not in this world in worldly things my hope is in my relationship with god and eternal and so um, I believe that everyone can seize Carpe Sparrow, seize hope. And so I've written my first book that I self-published, um, which you can get on Amazon. And um, maybe Tina will put those links in there. Yep. Um, I also have a, a blog that I uh, entitled Carpe Sparrow, um, where I just talk real. And I just share um, a lot of my journey. Um, and I started it. I started that blog, amazingly enough, not long after a professor had encouraged me to do it, after I got that diagnosis. And so 
you'll get to see some of my journey and you'll see my growth and where I've changed and and all of that um, as well. Then we did the Behind the Mask podcast. And I've had a lot of physical changes and big medical changes. And I really felt the need, I began to feel the need to be vulnerable and transparent and authentic and share that journey. And that's what I feel like you and EJ and I are trying to do. On that podcast, we are trying to be as authentic and transparent and vulnerable and real as we can about real issues. You know, we just uh, wrapped up the second part of the masks that weigh us down. You know, we talk about anxiety and depression and um, we talk about death and grief and loss and in very raw, real ways. And we're we're not professionals, we're not, you know, we and we always, you know, well, you are. Um, but- Supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's On not paper. Supposedly. It's real. Um, <laughs> don't let her fool you. Um, you know, we, we always, you know, put out that disclaimer, you know, please get help, you know, please talk to counselors, doctors, don't, don't do this on your own, you know, don't, and don't use our podcast as your replacement for any of those. Yet, if you want to save space and you want to just feel comfortable and you want to feel like you're not so alone and maybe you're not the only one dealing with this, then I think that our podcast is a great way to, to kind of see that we're all on a journey together. And that what's that, you know, we're pilgrims, we're wayfaring strangers. Um, I love, I love words. So um, we're all of those things together. And so, yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm writing, I'm also writing some children's books um, for my, my several grandchildren with two more on the way and um, working on photography and life coaching. Um, so all of that is on my link tree. I will send that to you, Tina, and you can attach it and, and you can just have access to, to all of those things that I'm currently working on. So thanks for letting me share. Well, I absolutely loved having you, Lori. I think it's great that, that you came on. This is uh, very helpful for me because we know each other. And so that's, it's a comfortable space. And we also do podcasts together. So that's also a comfortable space. Um, the, the podcast Lori is referring to on Behind the Mask you see is it's part of what influenced me to do this. Um, uh, it's, it's our journey. It's our journey with Jesus, and and how we how we get there, how we stay there, how we come back sometimes. So I would really encourage anyone listening to this. If you have a, a testimony that you would like to share, uh, like Lori has been so brave to do uh, previously. My sister has done one. My husband's talking about doing one. That should be interesting. Um, and. Uh, you know, just, just reach out to me. My, uh, you can go onto the website, our journey. Uh, so now I'm going to forget it. Cause I don't have a script. Um, anyway, it's our journey, PC two, two, uh, dot weebly.com is the website. And then the email is our journey, PC two, two at gmail.com. If you'd like to do a testimony, please reach out and let me know. Also, if you have any suggestions, uh, thoughts or anything like that, I would love to hear from that, hear from you on that. I also have a Facebook page um, called Our Journey with Jesus Podcast. Uh, you should be able to find it uh, just through the search. 
and I will also try to link it in the description here. I do have a YouTube channel for this. However, I am having, as usual, some technical difficulties of getting uh, videos edited for it. Uh, so that's kind of under construction, although I'm hoping to upload this one, uh, this podcast directly up because uh, we videoed, uh, we videotaped this as we recorded. So we didn't really technically videotape it, but you know what I mean, it's recording. Um, and I'm just gonna send it up pretty much raw. I might make sure all the audio came out, but on that, I'm probably just gonna post it up onto YouTube as well as it's also on anchor.fm spotify and google podcast so i think there might be i was looking at it Lori. i don't know if you know this or if ej knows this but it looks like there's a way to have our podcast on facebook as well yes we're trying to check into that i definitely want to do that yeah i was looking into i was kind of looking at them like oh it's new so anyway a little bit of behind the scenes technical stuff there but uh anyway thank you everyone for joining us and please share these podcasts uh with with whoever listens to podcasts and the video and the youtube channel share it please like it share it all that fun stuff anyway thank you very much and god bless everyone god bless